SOS Radio On Demand. It changed my heart. On Demand. It changes your life. Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. It's strange how masculinity is almost turned into a polarizing word now. I'm Scott Harold on SOS Radio. We're talking with Brant Hansen about the men that we need. and He's an author and a broadcaster. Brant, our stereotypes of masculinity in America have almost become caricatures of people that we hate. <laughs> you know, that's funny. That's exactly right. And it's too bad uh, because think about where young men are. We actually need a vision for what we're supposed to be for, like what we're supposed to do. And so we ha- we've had this cartoon version of masculinity, and it's been thoroughly deconstructed. And I appreciate a lot of the deconstruction, but it's like, okay, but what's the construction then? Like, what are we what are we actually doing? So that's what I'm trying to do in this book is give a vision for what we're actually supposed to be doing that's distinctly masculine and good, but it's it's not something that a lot of people honestly are talking about. You know, when we think about the idea of masculinity, you know, you think about guys that are amazing hunters and, oh, I got this 12-point bull elk or I can do some ice fishing and cut a (laughs) hole in the ice and drive my F-350 out there and be brave enough to not to worry about what happens if the ice cracks and I'm stuck out there for like two weeks. I'm on a farm and I'm going to dig a trench in my backyard (laughs) and we're going to have a bunker in case the world goes crazy. I mean, masculinity isn't about that when we actually read God's word. He's challenged us to live by a different standard than the crazy people in our world. Yeah, that's true. So it's it's wild though, because once you say, okay, not that stuff, which is so true, that's not it. But again, like, so what is it? And it's very difficult for people to articulate it now. I mean, they recognize what toxic masculinity is. They recognize all that stuff, but it's very difficult to say, okay, then what then is it? What I'm trying to say in this book, taking a shot at it, like building the thing, like actually constructing the thing, this is the masculinity we are called to as men, is the job of keeper of the garden that Adam has. And Eve is not given that job. Adam is specifically called to be the keeper, the protector of this garden. So I try to look at that. And it's interesting to me too, because women generally respond extremely positively to any man who acts like a keeper of the garden, who protects the vulnerable, who cares about letting little things thrive around him, protecting, defending. And you don't have to have a, I can't fix a motorcycle. Last time I literally, Scott, last time I drove a motorcycle, I rammed it into a parked truck and dented it with my face. And that is a true story. I have not touched one since then. I'm very clumsy. I can't fix stuff. I'm not, I can't be trusted with guns because I got some sight problems, neurological issues. Like I can't hunt. All that stuff's fine, but I can do what I need to do as the keeper of the gardens, that people are secure around me. They're safer because I'm here. My neighborhood, my family, my wife, everybody like around me should be safer because I exist. And that's the nubbin of it. So that's what I'm trying to trying to show people. Like this is actually what we're for. And you can use whatever skills you have to that end. And do you feel like masculinity is about taking responsibility, Brent? I sure do. That's exactly what it's about. I think my wife would agree. I think if you did a poll of wives talk about their husbands, like when I don't take responsibility, it's extremely unattractive. But when I do, and I think about Jesus too, like he's, he's the ultimate expression of this. Like he didn't just take responsibility for himself. He took the responsibility of the world on his shoulders. I'm not saying we have to take the world on our shoulders like Jesus did, but taking responsibility for not just myself, but actually branching out to cover other people especially the vulnerable, children, 
people who are at risk, women in our homes that we could we could hurt, but we don't like we protect them instead. Like that's an incredibly masculine thing to do. A key part of masculinity, it's about taking responsibility. And we're talking with Brant Hansen today at SWS Radio, and he's an author and broadcaster. And Brant wrote a book called The Men We Need. It's God's purpose for the manly men and the avenue indoorsmen and, frankly, any man willing to show up. And Brant, it's wild when you dig into the story of Adam and Eve. And I don't say this to throw shame on Eve per se, but it's interesting when the serpent tempts Adam and Eve. It says that, you know— Eve was there and the serpent talked to her and then she ate the apple and then she handed it to her husband who was with her. And when I read that, I'm like, wait a second. So Adam, were you standing there and you watched this whole thing just sort of play out and she hands this to you and you just passively go, yeah, all right. Like I saw what just happened here and I heard God speak to me audibly. I actually have a relationship with God where I see him walk through the garden and I'm still just being passive about this. It's like, What's wrong with all this? Are we missing something? <laughs> yeah, so that's what's really interesting. I'm glad you brought that up because, like, I've got friends. They're older folks. They both are PhDs in counseling, like family counseling. So they've, they've just seen decades of families and issues. And they said it's really the passivity of men is a bigger problem. And Adam is a great example of that, unfortunately. Because I always thought, probably like you did, like in that story, I always thought that it was just Eve was with this serpent figure. And then she reports back to Adam. He's over somewhere else doing something. But you're right. If you actually look at the text, he's apparently like right there, not doing anything. He's supposed to protect the garden. And here's here he's allowing his wife to have this discussion with this liar. He was supposed to, to protect it. So when God comes looking for them, notice something I think is really interesting. They both sinned, right? And they both they both have curses they have to endure because of it. Like when God comes looking, he's like, Adam, where are you? He doesn't say Eve. So he's holding Adam responsible for, for what he was supposed to do. You're the keeper of the garden. You allowed this to happen. You were totally passive. Like you can't be. And I, I think that is so instructive about what it means for me as a man. Like I, I have to show up. I can't just be passive about things. I have to defend the vulnerable around me, protect my family, protect people in, in my neighborhood. Like, but Adam is, is, right there with her and he's not doing his job that's exactly right yeah it's interesting in our families you know there's responsibility that we have as guys and i think a lot of times because you just hear about like toxic masculinity on one side of the pendulum or you hear about like just passive guys that don't do anything the the lazy sloth sort of mentality and but in between you know guys are called to live something masculine i think we just in culture it's redefined what that means for us. And I think so many of us just get confused on where we're supposed to be as dads, as husband, as people who manage others in a business space. And you come home from work and you're just like, I don't even know what my wife wants from me. I don't know what my kids want from me. What have you noticed, Brent? Well, I think when you talk about like the toxic masculinity guy and the passive guy, they're different flavors of the same guy who's about himself. And that is ultimately really repugnant to a woman. And I'm trying to tell guys, like even with this book, I'm, I'm, I'm telling people, like especially younger guys, like if you do the stuff I'm talking about in this book, you will be way more attractive to women. That's not why you should buy the book, but it just turns out that it is very attractive. Let's say you're totally jacked, but your wife realizes you're not going to show up to protect her 
feelings, to protect the family, to do what you need to do, to take responsibility, she will start to resent your muscles. You're no longer, you're not just not attractive. You are contemptible. And guys need to understand the same thing with the passivity thing. It's, it's we've collapsed inward. And something else we should consider too, because one, one guy put it this way and I put it in the book. He was saying, I would, of course, and I've always thought about if somebody entered my home and attacked my wife, I would give my life to protect her. He realized something. He's like, actually, the guy who hurts my wife most of the time is me. I'm the intruder. Like it's with my words, my lack of caring, my lack of engagement. And he said that the person that actually needs to die is me as a sinner. I have to grow up and actively each day think, how do I build my wife up actively? How do I engage with her? I can't just start playing video games. I love video games, by the way. I totally love them. But I can't just turn off relationship and sink into virtual life. I've got to show up because that's, that's actually the passivity is threatening. The muscles without the character is threatening. And it's not attractive to women. You know, we're talking about the critical role that guys play in the family. And over the years, stats have shown when a mom champions faith in the home, the family responds and joins her at church maybe like 17 to 20% of the time. But when a dad champions faith in the home, his family will join him at church over 90% of the time. And we're talking about why that is today on SWS Radio with Brant Hansen. And why do you think a family responds that way when guys step out with purpose? I think we set the tone for good or ill. That's a function of that. If there's chaos in the home, it's because the man is in chaos. And over time, if he is not, if he's, if he's growing in the Lord, if he actually is seeking God humbly, then the tone of the home will ultimately reflect that. Everybody has their own free will, but the tone of the home reflects his presence. So you might have kids or you might have a, a wife, you get to have their own approach to life, but the tone of the home is still set by you. So I think that's a big, and again, it's because of our specific role as keeper of the garden. And if the keeper, if the, if the protector of the garden doesn't show up, it's chaos. Everybody's in a threatened mode, but if he does, people can thrive. It's like a, like beautiful flowers. Those vulnerable little shoots can grow and bear fruit because you showed up. That's because of our, I think those stats you pointed out are evidence again, that there's something specifically masculine about this, uh, being the keeper of the garden. We're talking about discovering God's purpose for us as guys in the area of how we serve our family, how we step up, and how we're willing to show up in society. And we're talking with Brant Hansen today at SWS Radio. And you identified a handful of decisions that guys can make that will set us apart from others. You talk about how it's being the keeper of the garden more than it's about being a boss or a leader. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's, several things I'm trying to pin down, especially for younger guys, but it's, it's generally true for everybody. Things like taking responsibility for your own spiritual life, which for a lot of guys is very difficult. And I, I try to encourage guys by saying a lot of church stuff is set up to produce emotions. And you may not relate to that, but the good thing is that's not God's primary call on us. He doesn't, there's not much about emotions in the Bible, honestly and emotionally reacting to worship music or anything like that. So 
But what God's looking for is this loyalty, like this believing loyalty. And I think a lot of guys can get that. Like that, that flips our switch. Like, I can, I, okay, so it's not a matter of me feeling like God's around all the time or having emotional reactions to worship services that are set up to produce that. And, but I can show up as loyal to God. Like I just, and it turns out that's exactly what God is looking for. Like that's the description that he keeps using in scripture in the Hebrew, this faithful everydayness that's used that I can do. So that kind of stuff too, I'm trying to trying to just give some practical decisions. And, and that's certainly one of them is taking responsibility for your own spiritual life. You know, we get really good at making excuses and passing on blame. And we're talking with Brant Hansen today at SWS Radio, and he's author and a broadcaster. Actually, has a new book called The Men We Need. And Brant, sometimes we just have to man up. We just have to take responsibility for our own spiritual life. And and think about intimacy with Jesus a little bit different. Intimacy is a weird word when we think totally. about what our relationship with God is, but it's not just about Jesus is my friend. I mean, it's about understanding the heart of God, but recognizing that he's called us to live by a different standard. Sure, we love the grace part of the message, but God's also called us to step up and shepherd, and we have to take responsibility for our own spiritual health. What do you think are some of the best ways we can start to take responsibility for our own spiritual health? So start with this. What you pay attention to is everything. That will shape who you're becoming. There is no way around that. So I have to watch what I'm paying attention to. I'm going to become the things I'm paying attention to. So if I'm actually not paying attention to God in my life— I'm not going to grow like I could. It's just not going to happen. I, what you fill your head with matters. So that's just life. Like, so I've had to decide, okay, less of this, more of that. Like I can sit and read sports news or, or absorb statistics about baseball or whatever, which I do. But like at some point I have to turn my attention to God. And as I've done that, like actually when I'm walking the dog, I'm talking to God outside Every day, that's my kind of my cue to spend some time with him. But I've grown immensely because I keep turning my thoughts to him. I'm actually trying to memorize scripture for the first time in my life, like intentionally. And that's made a big difference. I've grown a lot last couple of years because of that. But I know this now, what you're paying attention to is going to shape who you're becoming. So I cannot underscore enough for somebody who's is wanting to grow like that. That's going to that's going to impact everybody around you, what you're watching thinking about like concentric circles will go out from you, the ripples in the pond, and it'll affect the people in your family, the people you work with based on, again, where you're putting your mind. Well, we're talking with Brant Hansen today at SWS Radio, and he has a brand new book. It's called The Men We Need. It's God's purpose for the manly men, the avid doorsmen, or any man willing to show up. Hey, thank you so much for sharing with us today, Brant. I loved it. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion, give it a five-star rating in your app store. The way the technology works, your ratings really help spread the word.